you need to play this song and I hear the Titanic song come on and I was like I don't think I have the range for that but he demanded it Hi, this is Shannon and Kristen and we're better known as the Vogel Twins! Yay! Meet our guest, Carissa Enget. She grew up in Venezuela, China, and six different states. So she was always moving, and it made her love to travel and get to know people from different cultures. She is the TikToker Life of Young Ratchet, where she shares her hilarious travel stories with her 315 thousand followers and counting from her days wrangling gators in colorado to entering a survival class after watching the show alone her life is nothing short of entertaining but today we are going to focus on her time getting her master's degree in renewable energy engineering at cassettes art university in thailand for two years damn i know thank you so much for being on today carissa hello i'm so glad to be here yeah, oh, we're so excited to have you I on know, We're today. huge fans. We were gushing before with you about how much we love you. I know, off <laughs> mic. I feel like we were just like eating away at your ear being like, you remember this TikTok? Like you didn't make it. <laughs> like in this one, in this one. Like, we're, like if you couldn't tell from our enthusiasm, we really adore you yeah. and we love your stories and so excited to have you on to share that. But before we get into that, I just want to start like where, like with the university. So yes. I have to ask, because I thought this was just crazy to think of it this way. What was going through your mind when you landed in Bangkok and you realized that the campus you thought you were going to be at was actually two hours away from the main city? I would have died. I would have died if I landed and was like, wait a second. This, this isn't is, what I thought. This is not what I signed up for. Like, what was going through your mind during that time? Uh, well, my first thought was like wondering if I was getting kidnapped because I didn't find out I was going <laughs> to a different campus than the one I applied for until I was already in the car with two strangers. Because Dr. Zhao had sent his his former graduate students to pick me up from the airport. So I had no idea who they were. They were just mm-hmm. like, Carissa, oh, get in the car with us. And I was like, okay. And then they're like, oh, um, the campus actually isn't 20 minutes away. You applied for the one two hours. And I'm like, is this an elaborate trafficking scheme? I don't know. And they were like, they were really yeah, nice. But they were like, oh, you can sleep in the back of the car if you want. We know you've been flying 24 hours. But I was like, no way I'm falling asleep and waking up to a missing kidney <laughs> or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, but, uh, yeah, I would have been petrified i would have been panicking i don't know if i could have i don't even know if i would go in the car though like yeah i would have like called my parents they didn't like give you like an email be like oh hey like these two people are picking you up like you got no there, dr then, Zhao like, did tell me that he did tell oh, me that okay. Oh, okay okay good okay. but i was like what if there is no dr Zhao? he's not even here to pick me up that's the only person <laughs> you know i know <laughs> that's fair that's honestly very fair no yeah. i literally i feel like i would have just gone in an absolute pa- i really i just i think i would have gone crazy yeah. i would have been like oh my god like what am i gonna do but you're also in a foreign country where you don't know anybody like that's yeah. what's even scarier like were you alone like it was just you correct it wasn't like you were like going with a group of students going to yeah. campus it was like you and then these two strangers trying to course you in a van yeah <laughs> no i was 100 percent alone and like you know i had a 24-hour flight because there's like no direct flights to bangkok so i had a lot of yeah. time i was like if i show up and i don't trust these people i've saved up like four thousand dollars because i'd gotten two jobs my last semester Good. of college i was like a roller rink girl and also a research lab assistant and I saved up 4k and I was like if I don't trust them I'm just gonna go live on an island on my student visa for as long as I can that sounds nice yeah so I had a lot of backup that's actually a really good plan 
Yeah, God, your plan B sounds like my plan A. <laughs> that sounds like something I would just been like, you know what? I'm actually not here for school. I'm not here for school. That was actually my elaborate plan. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually going on an island. That sounds incredible. Like, that's just insane. And I'm kind of curious, actually, like, what kind of pushed you to go to Thailand specifically? Yeah. Um, It sounds bad, but I didn't want to work yet. I just graduated with my mechanical engineering degree and I was like I have all the time in the world to work for the next 30 years but I was like I also don't want like a resume gap because I know that makes it hard to get um hired so I was like I'm gonna get a graduate degree and I'm gonna do it in a foreign country so I got on these like databases of scholarships because I didn't have a lot of money I wanted a full ride and so I applied to a bunch of full rides and Thailand was the first one to accept me so I was like cool guess I'm going there yeah that is so cool like that's also such a fun idea like i don't think i'd ever think to like i didn't think of that i, I would never I regret my choices in life <laughs> yeah like, i wish i thought of it after college <laughs> yeah because i feel so like smart. i was on the same boat where i was like oh no like i have to be an adult now <laughs> like i don't want to do that i don't want to do that but i think it's smart that you like were looking something for like you know something that could like cover you you know yeah. I mean? which is so smart and thailand luckily we've been there before but yeah, like i can't long, imagine actually. as long as you have though for like two Two years. Mm -hmm. That's like amazing. Yeah. The one thing that really impresses me is fluently learning a language outside of your own. When we studied abroad in Italy, no one took our Italian seriously. But granted, we kind of mixed Spanish with Italian, so it was kind of a fair reaction. Plus, we actually had English speakers like around us, so learning Italian wasn't like really as urgent to us. Whereas in your case, you were the only English speaker, like, you know, there. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine just like the frustration you must have felt not being able to just communicate with people. Like, I'm a friendly person and you seem like a very friendly person. <laughs> yes. um, but do you remember like the moment that made you determine just to become fluent in Thai? Um, I still don't think I'm fluent. I feel like that takes a lifetime because I can't watch the news. Like, yeah, it's true. They it's true. talk so fast. <laughs> but. <laughs> I definitely decided to learn Thai really well on pretty much my first full day in Thailand. Mm. Um, my first night in Thailand, my my professor had his old grad student stay the night with me so I wouldn't be lonely. Oh. And she was Filipino, so she spoke English fluently. Oh, nice. And so um, the second day I was in Thailand, she left because she worked in Bangkok. And I was like, wow, the only English speaker I know has left. And everyone was speaking Thai mm-hmm. around me. And I was like, just sitting there listening to a foreign language. And I was so lonely because I couldn't even talk yeah. to anyone except for Dr. Zhao. And he didn't even come to campus every day because he had oh. health issues. So I went for days at a time not talking to anyone at all, mm-hmm. except for calling my mom every night. That was like, yeah, what kept me going. Oh. And there's, like, a whole different loneliness of going to a restaurant and just having to point at pictures mm-hmm. instead of, like, being able to say, like, I'd like to order pad thai mm-hmm. or, like, seeing a girl wear a cute sweater and I couldn't say anything. Oh. So that was my motivation. I started studying two hours a day because I was like, if I'm going to stop being lonely, I have to be able to speak at least a little. Yeah. That's ins- I can't even imagine like that because like granted we're talkers so I feel you on like complimenting that girl and being isolated like I can't imagine I just I like thinking about it like it's interesting because I feel like when I hear about like solo travelers specifically and like making friends but having that level of not knowing the language is so it's such a different level of like 
personal growth I can imagine you went through during yeah. that time. You know, because like you are like based off of like you know the things that we've seen in your TikToks, like you are a very friendly and outgoing person in my opinion. So like I can't imagine what it must like feel like to just like not because like we have each other. So like you know when I'm pointing to pictures, like at dinner I'm talking to you for the most <laughs> yeah. part. Like you know like yeah. I can point at pictures, but I can't imagine like if you weren't there and I would just like you know not be like something as simple as just being like hey like I'd like that meal or like you know like and I agree I think I think I think most of my conversations with women are always like I love that skirt where'd you get it like <laughs> yeah like, that is like the number one topic of conversation it's the yeah. best conversation topic yeah. that's how us women bond I feel like that'd be the first thing I learned <laughs> exactly it's like it's tell like, me that you look pretty <laughs> yeah I think it's like our first like sort of form of friendship you know what yeah. I mean I think that's really great but something I thought was kind of cool that I did mm-hmm. notice in some of your TikToks though when you were talking about this like struggle to like learn tire how you became as fluent as you are is that like people around in your classroom didn't really take your Thai seriously so you decided to like go to correct me if I'm wrong it, that you went to like a Thai massage like twice a week so like people who didn't speak English at all yeah. so you could really practice with them can you share that story because I thought it was so interesting Honestly, it's a really creative way to like learn. I thought it was so like forcing smart. them to be like you cannot speak English to me but I don't know why <laughs> I, I consider this like an M&M moment for you it was like a mic drop when people realized that you could do it yeah and I love this story can you share that with us <laughs> yeah. yeah so like learning a la- new language is really frustrating like you guys mm. know because obviously my first two months attempting to speak were a train wreck like I'd go to a restaurant and I'd try to learn like the little vocabulary I knew and they'd get frustrated because they couldn't understand me and they'd literally just like yell in the restaurant does anyone speak English yeah. and get like a random restaurant person to come do their best to translate the menu Mm -hmm. and I was like will someone please just struggle with me otherwise I'll never learn and then same with the grad students they didn't want to struggle to understand to correct my Mm -hmm. time like as soon as I tried a little bit they would just like whip out google translate and like type things on their phone to show me I'm like no speak to me so I was like how can I get someone to actually speak with me every week so I can struggle and get better And um, I started going to a massage parlor because it was like $6 for an hour massage. And the lady there was named Amy and she didn't speak any English at all. So she was my captive audience. And every week I'd go in there and I'd try out all my new vocab and try to talk about different subjects. And it helped me get a lot better. And in the meantime, none of the grad students knew because they had just like met me as not being able to speak Thai Mm -hmm. at all. And every time I tried, they'd be like, oh, that's so cute. And then one day there was an undergraduate student who came into our lab and he was like, hey, how's it going? Have you learned to speak any Thai? And I was like, yeah, I speak Thai well now. And like the grad students were like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, like she's so cute. She thinks she can speak Thai well. (laughs) And then he actually like started speaking to me in Thai and I could speak all the way back. And we had a full conversation and I saw all of their jaws just drop. Like. All of them were just looking at me like, she's been able to speak this whole time. And it was a mic drop. It was the best feeling I ever. Would, I <laughs> would feel so satisfied. Yeah, and that took you, I think you said, it was like, that was like a seventh month period though, correct? Of what, like, to get to that point of like having a conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. That to me is just so impressive and so like inspiring.
tiring though too yeah. like I can't imagine being put in a corner the way you were and having yeah. been like okay like what you were so creative with each step of learning it's like yeah. okay my peers are not taking me seriously <laughs> like the people at the restaurant have no patience <laughs> but this woman I'm paying for for two like for twice a week she has to talk to me <laughs> like, and also getting a massage is nice <laughs> yeah that's also like, it's like it's like a treat yourself like I'm frustrated I want a massage but also I'm gonna learn the language I'm learning and I'm de-stressing at the same time <laughs> yeah it's actually a very creative way to do it and Thai yeah. massages are so lovely like oh that is God. such a treat too like that's so so nice and it's like actually funny because again I give you so much credit especially learning Thai out of all the languages that like we've yeah. tried to attempt you know every time I travel I try to be courteous to any culture that I'm walking into and yeah. granted I don't I'm not saying I'm ever fluent in anything I'm walking into yeah but I try to have like learn a few phrases so that I know will get me through yeah, yeah. to get me through so if I go to a restaurant or whatever I can have some small talk Thailand and Vietnam like Vietnamese especially yeah, like back, yeah. I could not for the life of me figure it out like the tonal language is so difficult yeah. like in my brain I just couldn't figure it and like yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. would tell me how to say something and I thought I would say it correctly but with my tone it would be a totally different word or the way it's or perceived the way like, it's oh perceived. you sound angry and I was like I'm not I'm smiling <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like I'm not at all but, <laughs> but like it's so I, I like I agree I give you so much credit like he, no like hearing time when we were there yeah. Like, it's very, to me, it was a very difficult language. And, like, hearing you speak it in your TikToks, I'm like, no. I mean, I know you mentioned earlier you're, like, no way fluent. But, like, hearing you say it, I was like, close my eyes and I'd think I'm in Thailand. I was like, yeah, you, you, sound, you sound very, very good, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I could ever get to that level. Yeah, oh, my God. You. you deserve it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God, yeah. You got seven months to have your Eminem moment. You yes. deserve this. That's why I wanted to highlight it. So everyone yeah. else hears it and knows how cool that is. Honestly, it is. Like, I wish I could have had that moment. And, like, cause with, with uh, when we were in Italy, like I was saying before, like, we had such a hard time, like, yeah. learning Italian for the exact same reasons as you. It's like we tried to speak Italian to people, but they just speak English back to me. So it was, like, really hard to ever, like, kind of grasp it at some point. Mm-hmm. So I think it was, like, and I was always discouraged. So I was like, well, I guess if they're going to speak English, like I might as well just speak English back, you know. But you stuck with it and you did it. Amazing. <laughs> so proud of you. I know. It's so, it's so freaking cool. And, and now I'm actually kind of curious, though. Now that you can speak Thai pretty well, I'm sure you've had moments during your time there that you heard something that you, like, weren't supposed to. This is why I wish I, I was know, bilingual. Because yeah. this is the moments I'd love to hear what people are saying about me or about something that I wouldn't have known yeah. until, like, you know, you learn a language. What was, like, your favorite moment or thing that you've ever overheard? heard like I'm so curious if there is one for you um I used to play basketball um on campus and it was really fun playing basketball because in the U.S. you know guys are tall if someone's 6'5 like I can't really compete with them because they're so much taller but there I was the tallest one and I was like one of the best ones and so I would hear them they'd be like (laughs) they'd be like the the white giant she's impossible to guard or like she's so strong and big and I honestly felt like Michael Jordan because they were just talking about me like I couldn't understand but it felt really good that's amazing that's hilarious I can't even that's actually oh my god I can't even that was that actually is such a compliment too do you know what I mean it's just like man this is like my superpower while I'm here yeah like that Michael Jordan I would I wish someone would say something like that I know we're We're short short, we're short so I don't think that ever (laughs) no no I would never hear that (laughs) English or Thai (laughs) there's no possibility Um, it was also funny that like the grad students, you know, we'd been like in silence in the lab for seven months 
And it was like, we'd been together for so long, but never gotten to know each other. And then all of a sudden there were huge chatterboxes. And it was like, after seven months of spending time with people, I got to know them for the first time. They were really sweet. (laughs) That's like, that's also so rewarding. Not only is it like, okay, like I finally did it, but like to have a different type of experience now. Like you're not really feel like a tourist. You're feeling like you're one of them, which is so beautiful, especially learning a language. It's like a whole nother level. I can imagine so much more deeper too with conversations. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, you know, I think translation could be difficult, but like when you can like learn the language, understand like that sort of cultural thing, it like makes the conversation so much better, you know? But I'm curious though, now that they knew that like, you know, you could speak it, did they teach you slang words? Would they now help you a bit more to get your tie to be better since before they were like yeah you can't speak it so they and now they're like let me now, teach you out <laughs> but now they know that you can speak it so well were they helping you with your tie oh yeah definitely after that they tried to help me a little bit when i was an english speaker but their english yeah. was so bad like they mistranslated mm-hmm. everything like i remember they told me suki meant <laughs> menu but what they actually meant was it was a type of soup so the whole time i was like where's the suki and people would bring me a bowl of soup but i was asking for like a menu but <laughs> i just gave up with them but after i actually <laughs> spoke thai it was a lot better and they helped me a lot better <laughs> okay Oh, that's so, you must have I would have thought wow soup must be complimentary <laughs> complimentary you know what I mean like you get water or like you go to or a, a Mexican bread. restaurant mm. you get like salsa and chips you must have thought a Thai thing was like soup yeah <laughs> that's so funny that's amazing oh, oh my yeah. god that's hilarious well, I have to say though, something you did mention him earlier, but I'm really glad that I'm, I'm glad that we have to highlight him now. But something I love most about your Thailand stories are the ones where it involves Dr. Zhao. He was your Thai professor who took you under his wing and even took on the role of a father figure during your time there. You share a lot of amazing stories with him, and I honestly couldn't decide which one I liked the most because your series on him is so amazing. I uh, I, I my heart <laughs> my heart is so full, but it's just like so endearing and so sweet but so i wanted to give you the opportunity to share one of your favorite or fondest funniest memories with him because there was a lot honestly he's (laughs) so great it's great it's really hard to pick a favorite because there's just so many good ones but um (laughs) dr Zhao was a really devout buddhist and huge into meditation he felt like it was the secret to life and so he was always trying to get me to meditate he thought that i had amazing focus from being able to learn thai so quickly and he felt like meditation could make it like even better so one day he told me he was sponsoring a vipassana meditation retreat for the whole mechanical engineering department and he asked if i would like to go and i was like sure i'll go and he was like really he was so excited but timid because i didn't really know what it was and he was like vipassana it's not normal meditation you have to wear all white clothes you can't talk for four days straight um you can only eat vegetarian food from sunrise to noon and you meditate like eight hours of every single day like are you still sure and i was like yeah it sounds like an experience i'll go and he was so excited like he had been trying to get me to do this forever and so i show up to the temple he has his grad students take me there and he was like introducing me to everyone at the temple and once i got there he kept telling me all the ways i could cheat which was really weird he was like he was like, you can talk to these people if you feel like you need to talk. And he was like, here's some food you can sneak into your room if you don't feel like eating the food. And it was just like very Dr. Zhao. He's like, I want you to meditate because it's a great skill yeah. for your future. But also, if you hate it, here's all the ways you can cheat. <laughs> I think he just really wanted to make sure. 
Yeah, like I think he was like trying to like in his own way like take care of you too. You know what I mean? Because he knows it's a lot. I expect I think that is a lot for most Four people. Days. Yeah. Like I. That's a, that's no speaking. Wow. No. Yeah. And like that's like I'm assuming with silence, right? Like it's not like you can yeah. pop in music to like yeah, meditate. Yeah, it's meant to like that's so much harder. Yeah, oh my god, I give you a lot of credit. That's that's yeah, that's it's dead silence. Wait, tell me about that more though. About like, like, did were you able to do the four days, or could you even cop out? Did if, you like, ever cheat? Did you cheat? <laughs> did you cheat? That's the bigger question. Did you cheat? <laughs> do you listen to Doctor Um, No. Oh. I didn't cheat. They gave me a translator because oh. there's kind of like two Thai languages. There's the ultra polite and like the normal mm. Thai language, and they actually have different words. Like if you're talking super politely, like to a monk, you'll use the word sunak for dog instead of ma like ma is the casual term for dog mm. so like i don't know all the polite language so oh. i would talk to my translator a tiny bit if i didn't understand something okay. but the hardest thing was like i wasn't allowed to sing and i found out like i randomly sing if i'm like cleaning something or, and then i'd be like oh no singing is illegal and then it was like just a really weird feeling oh my god wait what was your and song of choice you had to like, meditating yeah. <laughs> Wait, what I was don't the know, song? Whatever I was listening to at the time. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Continue. Um, continue. I don't know. <laughs> and then also at five a.m. you start meditating until sunrise, and there's a lady in there called the babysitter. She's like the master nun, and mm. I kept falling asleep because they only gave us seven hours of sleep, and I need to sleep nine hours, and I would fall asleep while meditating. She keep hitting me on the head, so I did fall asleep in meditation a lot, which wasn't good. <laughs> So you're really in the zone. Like, how would she know? You know. Wait, now I'm curious. So, how many people were with you though? Like, was it like yeah. could you like like was there a lot of people who signed up for this, or was it like you and a few others? So, it was, so like, you obvious. couldn't get away with sleeping. sleeping you know? Yeah, <laughs> it was like 40 people. It was the whole mechanical engineering department. It was like all the staff, the secretaries, oh. and then the grad students. Oh, oh wow! wow. So yeah. I, thought, I thought it was going to be five brave and soldiers. So Doctor Joe sponsored it. Oh, <laughs> so I love this. He man. really, honestly, I'll, I do. <laughs> I don't even know him, but like from the videos that I've seen of him, I just like my heart gets like so warm for this man. Yeah, no, but he's, he's so really sweet. like I. I mean it when I say I really felt like. He, I mean, he did tell you. He goes, "I am your father." When you entered, like in yeah, Thailand, he goes, "I am your father now. I am your Thai father." Like yeah. I loved that he yeah. did that for you. But there's so many moments where he really was looking out for you. Like even like we mentioned earlier, how it was like difficult for you to make friends in the beginning because you're English he like for the first month I think you phrased it in TikTok and I literally laughed out loud like he was like a mafia boss like <laughs> using his powers <laughs> to like help you <laughs> yeah, to like help you make friends he like forced well I don't want to say forced but he made people like you know hang out with you like wow people are so nice but it was like Dr. Zhao's power like he's like you know making sure that making you sure that you acclimated and it's just so sweet that the minute that you arrived in Thailand this man has made sure in his own beautiful way that you really felt welcomed and like understood in his own way and that's, yeah. how, that's how it comes across to me anyway like yeah I thought it was I just think he's adorable but I know how, how fondly you think of him just through all the TikToks and how you yeah. present the stories honestly I think one of my favorite TikToks that you had that I genuinely like laughed out loud so hard was when he made you do a 10k like I just I thought that was like so damn funny like because honestly though it's like <laughs> 
from our perspective, I was like, you are fit. Like, you are in shape, in my opinion. So, like, yeah. I was, like, shocked that they would make you do that. But also, like, being, like, going to Southeast Asia, like, they're a lot tinier. Like, they are very, like, shorter and smaller. But it's, like, so damn cute that they, like, mm-hmm. really, like, didn't believe that you could do something like that. I was like, of course she could. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was, like, dying that, like, that these people, like, did not believe in you. I was like, what? <laughs> I know. But you proved him wrong again. You, you proved him wrong. Another, him- another yeah. mic drop moment for you to be able to do that 10K. I did. But that sounded pain. Honestly, I run, but 10Ks are not easy yeah, at all. Like, yeah, like good we did track, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't do 10Ks. Not and anymore. I run. Yeah, not anymore. No. But you did the 10K though with another grad student, correct? Um, it was like Dr. Jaw's former grad students and his current one. So there's probably six of us all running yes. the 10K. And yeah, the very first week okay. I arrived in Thailand, he was like, you need to do a 10K. We're doing one in two weeks, and I'll sign you up. And I was like, no. <laughs> two and weeks. Yeah. I was like, no, absolutely not. And he's like, it's good for your health. And to be healthier, you need to lose some weight. A 10K will help you do that. And I was like, I absolutely refuse. But then I had nothing else to do. So he did convince me to do it. And yeah, I was really motivated to like run as fast as possible. Because I was like, I want to prove to everyone that I'm not like overweight or whatever. And I did great. I actually ran super Mm -hmm. fast. I got an hour and three minutes. And my hips were in so much pain because I'm not a runner. And it was a mistake because he was like, you know what? (laughs) But it was a mistake because I was like, oh, once I prove them, they'll never make me do a 10K again. He's like, I think you have a very good body because um, you carry so much weight, but your legs still take you very fast. And so you're going to do 10 more 10Ks. And I was like, absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) But he got me to do four more. Absolutely. No. No. <laughs> what? Four more? I did not know that. Four more oh 10Ks. Did you ever make friends through the 10Ks? I feel I like that's a nice community. I feel like that's a community. Build. Runners are a community. I'm curious yeah. if you saw any um, fellow of the same runners every time you went to a different 10K. Yeah. No, the 10Ks were massive. Like, they were in Bangkok, so they were, like, huge city. But they were really cool because you'd run past the Grand Palace. You'd run on, like, the highways of Bangkok and see all these historical sites. So probably the coolest 10Ks I'll ever run. Yeah. That's a good point. That was really cool. I loved Bangkok. That is so cool. It's kind of like – I, like, like that it was kind of – because we've talked about this before on our podcast where it's, like, when we travel, sometimes I like to do, like, a thing I would do to, like, day-to-day, like, a normal activity. Granted, 10Ks aren't casual. I'm not (laughs) saying that. (laughs) 10Ks aren't super casual. But, like, running a race (laughs) – but running a race is – in something someone would do on their trip do you know what I mean but yeah. that's only something you can do as like a local or like being there for a longer period of time like yeah. that's such a cool experience to have like yeah. like I I can never say that I've done a 10k around Bangkok like that's so cool that you did four like that's that's so so cool I freaking love that honestly mm-hmm. I yeah I don't think I've ever done a 10k I've only done a You've half done I've a- done the half marathon but that was it. I did it once, and I was like, I'm done. Like, no, I'm see, good. see, I'll say this. Like, we were athletes as well, and, like, I was forced to do a lot of things. So when I retired mm-hmm. as an athlete, I was like, I'm not running anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, I ran so much for, like, my whole life that I was like, you know, I'm not going to – I'm going to do a walk around the block like an 80-year-old woman. <laughs> like, yeah, and be happy and with be that. And be happy with that. And I'm, I'm content. <laughs> 
Yeah. But I something agree. I thought was like really cute though is like even though he like made you run like ten, I mean ten. Oh my god, four ten k's. Yeah. He was really honestly really sweetly protective of you. You know, he like helped you make these friends. He yeah. wanted like you know help you with your health. But when it came to you owning a moped, he like actually <laughs> tried to forbid it at first. Which knowing you know us being like we've been to Thailand before. Yeah. Going like having a moped's pretty essential for like having a life in Thailand. So or just like getting around, really. Yeah, and I was so surprised that he's like, no, no moped. And I was like, weren't you trying to help her make friends? <laughs> Can you explain that story? Like, I I love how you were able to get one. Obviously, spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like feeling almost like a child again, like helpless because I couldn't Mm. order my own food. I couldn't go around. If I wanted to go anywhere that wasn't walking distance, I had to call someone and ask if they were free. It was like Mm. I was five years old again and I had parents basically. So Mm. I had my money saved up and like a Thai moped is usually 5,000 baht or like $160. So Mm. I had enough money for it and I was like, Dr. Zhao, I'm going to buy a moped. He was like, absolutely not. It's forbidden. (laughs) And I was like... I don't care if it's forbidden. I'm getting it anyways. And he was like, why? And I'm like, I'm so lonely. I can't go anywhere and I have no friends. (laughs) And he was like, oh, okay. I guess I'll help you get one then because he felt bad for me. He's like, my sister has one in her shop. But I will say it was very dangerous to ride a moped there. Like one student died per month at my, my campus from like traffic accidents. So it was pretty dangerous to ride there, I get. Oh, per what? month. That's what Dr. John told me. They actually, yeah, my second year in Thailand, they started having security guards at like all the gates of my university that like enforced helmets because people weren't wearing them to like try to reduce it. But oh. he did get me my moped. Oh. He sent me and the grad students to his sister's shop in Bangkok. And um, he actually told me, he's like, I'm going to send you along with them just in case they can't lift it. And I was like, okay, I'm the girl, but it feels good. (laughs) And he took us there. Or the grad students, one of them had a truck. So we rode it all the way there. And she got it out of the back. And it was like this 30-year-old moped that didn't even work anymore. He's like, I'll try to fix it up for you. Because there were school mechanics who would do it for free. And... They tried, the two students tried to lift it up and they couldn't. And I could see them arguing. They were like, how are we going to get it up there? Because they didn't have a ramp or anything, obviously. And I was like, I know I can lift this up. Like, I'm very strong. I lift weights. I know I can do it. And so while they were arguing, I just come and lift the back of the moped and put it on the truck. One of the grad students just immediately hops up. But the other grad student, D, he was like, his jaw dropped and he just stared at me. And I just like lifted it up there. And the whole ride home, he was like, Carissa, so strong, so strong. And I was like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) They told everyone at our campus, like everyone knew I was a moped lifter after that. It felt really good. You have so many mic drop moments. You really do. I feel like you should have like a Netflix movie <laughs> of just like your time in Thailand. Honestly. Like honestly. all these moments are unbelievable. That's why I wanted you on because hearing these stories, I was just, I could not stop laughing because I can see it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yourself trying to acclimate and it's like, you're this strong woman. You're running 10Ks. Like, you yeah. know, you're having a moment where you're telling people like, I can finally speak Thai talking to this like massage parlor person. Yeah. I was like, this girl 
life is so fascinating. And that's only in two years of how many years you've been on this planet. Like, so entertaining. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now that you are fluent in Thai, or like, you know, yeah. as, as well as you can be, uh, Dr. Zhao, obviously, as you mentioned, he allowed you to have this moped to explore your surroundings. Now you could be making new friends and is a natural next step with your Thailand journey. Can you share with us your experience just like being like more within like the Thai community? Yeah. Yeah. Um, once I learned Thai pretty well, like I made friends everywhere I went. It was amazing. Like life became so much fun. Like like one example, um, I went to Kaopangan with my friends. My best friends visited me and we stayed on Chaloklum Beach. And it was a pretty private beach. We were usually the only ones there. But one day um, we saw a fishing boat docked on our deck or docked on our beach. And one of the fishermen was on the side of the mm-hmm. boat and he was scrubbing it. So I yelled out to them. I'm like, Tamarayu, which means what are you doing? And he just looked really shocked at me. He's like, can you speak Thai? And I was like, yes, I can. And so he starts talking to me. He's like, we're just cleaning the, the boat and making dinner. And he's like, let me show you what we caught today. And he brings out a whole bunch of fish from like his ice chest he's like this one's 300 baht per pound this one's 200 baht here's some crabs and I was like that's cool and then we were really getting along and my friend comes up too because she's like I want to know what they're saying he's like do you want to eat dinner with us and I was like yes absolutely and so they helped both of us on the boat and he was like we're making tom yum pla which is fish like tom yum soup and um, we just talked about absolutely Soup's everything. Soup's coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Soup's coming back. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, we just talked about everything. Um, they told us about their daily life, mm. how they sailed all day and got up at like 4 a.m. and then would swim in the middle of the day and they ate fish all the time. And then they asked us about us, like what religion we were. They were Muslim and we were Christian, but they're like, we can still be friends. And they oh, asked so what sweet. we did. <laughs> and yeah. I told them I was a master's student and my friend was like getting college and getting her MBA. And they were like, we're just so mm-hmm. glad you talked to us. Like we like foreigners. We've always been so curious about them, but none of them will talk mm-hmm. to us. Like they're scared of us. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. As a foreigner, you're very wary of the locals because it's possible to get scammed. But he was like, I'm just really mm-hmm. glad you interacted with us. So it was really sweet. And I feel like they that's a us... core memory for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one for me, too. Like, who gets to eat on a Thai yeah. fisherman's boat? It was so cool. I know. Yes. That is honestly really cool. I know. Like, I wish we could have had those interactions, but we don't speak Thai. Yeah, but that's the beauty of, like, you know, going through the struggles that you did to have moments like this, though. Yeah, like, like how that, rewarding that is. That is, like, so incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like... When I, I remember hearing that story, like, on TikTok, and it was just, like, such a surreal moment, I feel, where it's mm-hmm. just, like, I don't know. I just think it's so interesting that, you know, like, when we travel, I agree with you in the sense where I am, like, I always want to become friends with locals, but you still have to have, like, you know, this reservation of, like, you know, your safety comes first, too. So I can't yeah. be too trusting of everyone. But you don't mm-hmm. know because of, like, the language barrier, yeah. what their like intentions are. You're missing are. these moments yeah. because of this sort of, like, wall that you create when you're, like, in a new era. You know what I mean? So I think it's, like, really great. And it kind of, feel like, teaches us to be, like, you know what? Step outside your comfort zone. Like, it might surprise you. You yeah. know what I mean? 
And I feel yeah. like your stories have taught me that a lot, yeah. honestly. Like, <laughs> your stories are so out there in the best way possible yeah. that I'm just like, I kind of actually put myself in your shoes a lot of the times. And I'm like, I don't know if I would have said yes to that opportunity because yeah. of my fear. Not because I didn't want to, but mm-hmm. like in the fear of my safety. And I'm like, wow, her bravery. <laughs> but, but also, <laughs> but also though, because you speak the language, that b- breaks a lot of the fear though. Because yeah. now you're like, you can question it or like understand someone's ten- intentions, which I think think it's so cool that you were able to really acclimate yourself in the community that's like in Thailand that, mm-hmm. that is like so freaking cool like I love that I mean that's really honestly why I was so drawn to a lot of your TikTok but it, it's hard to believe that we've actually shared some of your experiences traveling to Southeast Asia I mean long story short we had a night where locals also forced us to serenade <laughs> them with a ballad <laughs> and I've come to realize that like American and Thai karaoke are very different in America we usually pick I mean I do anyway yeah uh, or the people I might surround myself with we pick really upbeat songs to like dance to that's like kind of like a crowd can like all be a part of it you know but in Southeast Asia they really prefer the dramatic somewhat sad ballads to sing and I mean we were only there for two weeks and noticed these like little fun differences being there for two years what stood out to you in Thai culture that you found endearing or humorous uh my absolute favorite thing in Thailand was that everyone is family. Like, if you learn Thai, you first learn pronouns, basically, and you call each other sister, brother, aunt, like, random people oh, you meet. That. And mm-hmm. so, as soon as people found out that I spoke Thai, I was part of that big family, and I loved it. Like, no matter where I traveled, people invited me into their homes, or they sat down mm-hmm. with me and talked to me. It's the thing I miss most about Thailand, because I just loved oh. making friends and family everywhere I went. I was best friends with my mechanic, and old men I walked around the lake with every day for exercise were my good friends. Um, My hairdresser was one of my best friends, my squid guy, like everyone. It was just absolutely the best. Your hairdresser, but I kind of mentioned earlier, wasn't, was that like your, a security guard's birthday, right? Was it, am I correct? Or is he a cop or something? It was like someone's birthday that they made you sing. Yeah, he's a police officer. Wait, but they made you sing, was it, was it a Titanic, right? yeah oh my God. um the birthday man he was like you need to play this song and i hear the titanic song come on and i was like i don't think i have the range for that but he demanded no, it no one has the range for that <laughs> no, one has Dion. Dion. no one can do no that no one can do that song. but i just loved it how you uh, explained it how like they were just so happy you were doing it though yeah. like it didn't matter if you were nailing it they were just like yeah happy to even attempt it was it. like the best birthday present you could have given them yeah <laughs> yeah and like Thai karaoke, they tip you if they like your song. So I was up there singing the Titanic, and people were shoving like hundred baht, oh twenty baht in my hands. I'm like, what's oh happening? Oh my! Clearly, Shan, your performance wasn't good. I did not get. Tips. I didn't get tips. <laughs> I did not get tips. I think it's in my defense. Was, let me explain. I, we were in Vietnam. This wasn't in Thailand. But when I sang karaoke, they didn't even give me an English song. <laughs> no, they did. They did. We didn't know. Uh, that was it. Was the a issue. song I didn't. They just, I think they just assume we know all, all of it, English songs. All English songs. And so he put, he brought up like a YouTube clip and he was just like one of those words, but I didn't even know the beat. So I was just like saying the words out loud. <laughs> so I didn't know. And I don't have a musical <laughs> note in my body. So it was really hard to do, but 
I can't imagine trying to execute a Celine yeah. Dion song. Oh my god! And the thing is, you you guys, if you haven't check out her TikTok, but the thing is, the stage is huge. Like you were like, it looked like you were performing. Like mine was yeah. at a bar. Like it wasn't anything oh. intimidating. Like, yeah, like yours I, was like a genuine. Like you had a concert. You had a con- <laughs> They pretty much had you come to be like the main event. <laughs> Well, they'd like for his birthday, there was like a random field in the middle of Supanbury and they put a huge tent over it and then they set up an actual stage and everyone was like cooking food. There are tables everywhere. So it was a legit stage, but it was in the middle of like a rice field, which was also crazy. That is so cool. Yeah, they kept giving me requests. I really did feel like a pop star. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Living at your Lucy McGuire moment. I love it. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she was in school too, right? Wait, what? Lizzie McGuire, was she in school too, right? <laughs> she was in Rome. She yeah, was abroad. she was in middle had... school. Oh, was it? Oh, she yeah. in middle school? Yeah, she, well, I mean, was she a wasn't in college. Field trip. It was a yes, school field trip. Yes, you're right. You had your Lizzie McGuire moment. It was moment, her eighth grade graduation moment. trip. Yeah. Yes, They true. went to Rome. Yes. We gotta, we gotta get our facts straight. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's factual on the show. <laughs> yeah. Very factual. No, I love that though. But I actually, I wanted because you mentioned it earlier though that they called you sister. What was your nickname again? Because I remember you did mention they called it like sister. How did how did they pronounce it? I'm not gonna say it right. Um, Pisa. So my nickname was Sa because they said Pisa. Carissa was too long. Yeah. They're like, you need a nickname. We don't want to say that long of a name. Yeah. And then um, I was older yeah. since I was a graduate student, so everyone called me Pisa because P is older sister and Nong is younger sister. Yes. Aww. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Aww, and I love because okay. I remember you saying the TikTok. It's like it sounded like they kept calling me pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved that. Which is also a great I thing. think that's the greatest nickname. It's everyone likes that food. Yeah. So it's just like coming from mm-hmm. New York. Look, we're New Yorkers. That's a good nickname. That's, that I is approve. a compliment. If someone calls you pizza, it's like, oh, you're very well liked. Yes. <laughs> like that, that I approve of this message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A commonality of each one of your Thailand stories is not just, like, the laughs, but your approach on life. Mm. Something I find just, like, very admirable about you is just the way you embrace any situation given to you and take it with humility and humor. What advice would you give someone when entering a new environment um, like I you did? I think a sense of humor is an absolute must. Like, if you're traveling and interacting with a different culture, you're mm. absolutely going to have things not go your way or you're going to get offended by something because it's not your culture <laughs> yeah. or you're going to be lonely Mm -hmm. and having a sense of humor if someone offends you you're like am I offended because they're being mean or because I'm an American and that's just how I think because of it it's Mm -hmm. like it's a survival skill for sure and I think it's just super important to remember everyone didn't grow up around you the same way so if they act in a way you don't like it's just like you know if you Mm -hmm. were born where they were born would you act the same way I think it's good to keep in mind because it just makes things a lot easier Mm -hmm. like no one's out to get me. It's just a different place that I haven't experienced yet. Yeah. Oh, this is I why agree. I love you. Oh, my know, God. So like, true. I'm going to have that whole thing printed and framed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just that's as, like, so, a motivational so true, poster. But, <laughs> but that's really – the thing is, though, that's so true. Like, and that's yeah. the thing I feel like when you – I think it even goes hand-in-hand with, like, you know, being open-minded. Anytime you travel, you have to – you know, be humbled a bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to be okay with being humbled because there's so many differences. But I think that's the beauty of it, though. It's mm-hmm. like you travel to experience and to grow. Mm-hmm. Or that's how my approach is anyway. And I think yeah. we have very similar styles where it's just like you kind of have to laugh at yourself in these moments being like, you know, I can either be really upset or I can just laugh at this and, like, grow from it, you know? And yeah. I think you've done that so beautifully. Like, I mean, 
on your TikToks, you not just only talk about Thailand. Like, that's, like, the one thing we're highlighting today. Yeah. But you've had so many really cool experiences throughout your life where it's just been – I can see that it just really resonates with, like, mm-hmm. you as a person, that you are just, like, you take life by, like, the grip, you know what I yeah. mean? And you just go with it, which is – so amazing and why so many people follow you and just like resonate with your stories even if they haven't been to thailand anyone can relate with that awkward moment making a friend (laughs) or or just like you know or just being in that moment where you're dying inside like what did i just say or like what just happened you know which is like we've all had those awkward moments to some degree and i think you handle it with such grace and you like you mentioned humor which is yeah i think the key of life to happiness in my opinion honestly i agree yeah yeah (laughs) I think so, too. <laughs> if, if you can't laugh it off, you're not going to have very much fun. I yeah, agree. Oh, I agree. I think humor is just, you need to you need to laugh at yourself. And that's something that I feel like we do. All, I laugh at you I anyway. Tr- yeah, I laugh at you, too. <laughs> we I make sure to laugh at each other. Yeah, We laugh like, at each other, so we humble each other a lot. Uh, yes, yes. When it's, when it's happening, I just walk away and watch it happen as Shannon's getting humiliated. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with it, though. I feel like I'm, like, with you in the sense where I put myself in really awkward situations or I know what I'm getting myself into, yes. that I just embrace it. I'm like, I did this to myself. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I can't be I can't, upset by this, I like. I am trying my best here. When I'm in the middle of getting embarrassed, I'm like, I can't wait to tell my mom about this. Like, it makes it better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, believe me, we're the same. We yeah. text my mom anytime we're traveling, got the WhatsApp, and I'll send her a video message. And I'm like, one, I'm alive, but two, you won't believe it. What <laughs> like, today is in store. Yeah. yeah. A little a little vlogs for her. A little vlogs, exactly. Um, but I got to say, though, Krista, thank you so much for, like, sharing your stories today. We yeah. seriously appreciate, like, everything you shared, all the stories, especially mm-hmm. on TikTok. I'm so glad we found you and we're able to, like, have you on our show, share your stories with our audience. And I- I'm just so thrilled. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you so much for being on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, we had a blast too. And for all of you guys who want to find Chris's information, we're going to be ha- having it hosted on our website, thevogeltwins.com. So check out all of her socials. Definitely follow her on TikTok if you don't already. Or even, I don't know if you want people more on, on Instagram, give her a follow. <laughs> I don't know where else you want people to follow you. <laughs> But give her a follow. She is a great time, has amazing stories, and mm-hmm. it's just not just Thailand. There's so many more, which is so really, really awesome. But mm-hmm. thank you again, Krista, for being on today. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. All right, bye. bye. bye.